0: tandem nomads episode 280
1: we ignore our intuition in favor of our minds and our minds so often let us down but our intuition doesn't actually ever let us down and it can help us to make better business decisions
0: Hello Nomad Nation, welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business and thrive through any transition. This is your host Emil Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. So I might not be preaching for my own church here, but there is one thing that I've noticed is that we have more and more resources out there for growth as a solo entrepreneur, as a small business owner, there's so many things out there to help us grow in our businesses. But what I've noticed over time is how a lot of the solo entrepreneurs that I met start relying a lot on outside resources sometimes to make decisions instead of sometimes looking inwards to feel confident about their decisions. So I really think it's important sometimes to reconnect with our intuition and not make all the decisions based on what we learn from others, but also be able to learn from others and digest what we learn from others and then bring it to what we think is best for us. And also in the entrepreneurial journey, there's a lot of emotions that can interfere along this journey with the decisions we make. So I wanted to talk to you in this episode about this topic, but I also wanted to do this with one of my great Friends and great expert in the topic. And we had some great conversations on this topic. And I'm really excited to have her here. So, Kath, are you ready for this ride?
1: Yeah, bring it on, baby.
0: (laughs) Yay. So, Nomad Nation, for those of you who listen to this podcast regularly, Kath has been here, a regular guest, and I guess I'm having too much fun with her as well (laughs) when I have these episodes and these interviews. But also, outside of the podcast, you'll maybe notice it. We've known each other for the past years and worked together, played together, and exchanged a lot all about business and also other things about life. But what I love about Kath, I'm going to introduce you in a few words who she is, but um in my own words, for me, she's not only a business owner, but also a great artist and also a spiritual coach in a way. You'll you'll tell me how you prefer to be cold, Kath. But um I thought that this was a great mixture to have her on the show to talk about intuition and how to juggle our emotions through the past. So here's Exactly, in few words, who Kath is. Kath is an artist who illustrates and educates about marginalized experiences for positive change with a focus on identity, belonging, and expat life. She also runs Croc of Shit Free Spiritual Guidance, (laughs) in which she helps clients to find inner peace and heal from emotional wounds, including... Childhood trauma, ancestral trauma, limiting beliefs, difficult relationships, and other internal struggles. So you can see that Kath is rich with a huge range of great expertise and skills, and uh, she has not been on the show just once, but three times. And I will link all her other interviews where she shared her journey as an artist, but also she helped us figure out how to work with pronouns. I'll so put those episodes, but here. I want to talk all about intuition, Kath. <laughs> so tell me, Kath, before we get into more of that topic, for those who have listened to the podcast and other interviews with you, we talked a lot about your other expertises as mm. an artist, business owner, but not much about what you do in terms of spiritual guidance. So do you want to
1: explain what that
0: means, actually?
1: Yeah, of course. A lot of people don't actually know that I I do all this work. And essentially, as humans, we are energetic beings and we hold energy within us. And so when we have traumas and when we have um, relationship difficulties, all of these things, the way we have to process stuff, we often hold things in our bodies and our bodies can actually become sore, physically sore in certain places. We we hold certain things. And often I get people uh, who will come to me and say, Something's not quite right. I've tried to work on this, it just niggles. I can't, I can't quite move forward. Like whatever I do, it's still there, this thing. And so, like you read out, I help people to process those things energetically. And what that means is in a real physical sense. So let's switch off the mind and let's look at actually how our body's reacting to it. And then we can bring the mind back in. But we have to basically stripping people away and then doing stuff and putting them back together Um, but helping them heal their wounds emotional wounds I love it this is so good
0: what are the benefits to you to listen to our intuition sometimes a bit more than our mind and logical brain
1: I always think that the benefits are that you're much more in alignment with who you are and therefore it's actually there's a number of things it's more enjoyable doing your business because you're doing what you want to do and what works for you in your circumstances it also means if you're looking at how we look at at energy and, and manifesting things that you're working towards things in the right flow you're not fighting against stuff you, it's so often that we want to, our brain tells us to do something but our body's resisting it and if we follow the brain we're actually often we might learn something about what we shouldn't have done but actually things often take longer and if we remember What our body says and how we actually make decisions based on our gut instincts, I find personally that my business is a lot more efficient and I actually waste less time because I'm going straight to the source of who I am and what I know I need to do. I love that.
0: I will challenge the answer by saying, (laughs) where is the difference between, you know, resisting, feeling being in tune by listening to that? body resisting something versus not willing to get out of a comfort zone. Sometimes that
1: happens a lot. (laughs) Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. But that's those moments where you have to be very honest with yourself. And I've had absolutely had times where I've known my body's telling me to do something, but I'm not ready to do it yet. And that's part of my growth and my processing. And but I know that. And so I will be like, just let me do this. And then then I will deal with that. And I do. I mean, I stick to it. I, I honor it because I know it's in my greater interest. If I'm fighting myself or being too scared, I'm never going to have the impact that I want to have. So it, it always comes back to what's your mission? What are you trying to achieve in your business? How mm-hmm. are you going to achieve that? Who are you trying to talk to? If you can't actually put those things together in a way that sits comfortably, then I would suggest you're not operating what in alignment with what you're meant to be doing. So once you've got all that sorted and you're in alignment, then the rest of it comes more easily. And you're more able to recognize that you're just spouting waffle and, and you are actually afraid of something. But it does take willpower. For me, it's about just putting myself out there and constantly thinking, yeah, but what if this could really work? If this could do like this would be amazing, and it's mm-hmm. only me that's stopping myself. No one else. It's not going to happen if I don't do it. So right. I just force my. I literally just force myself, and and it's it's hard, but it it does work.
0: Love it. I love that so much. That's amazing. So I'm curious to know. Where's the connection that you see with the topic we're going to discuss today? I was just going to speak French aujourd'hui. And I don't know how yeah, that happened. That's about the only word I know. <laughs> Why did that come out? Um, yeah. So, where is that bridge for you with the topic of intuition and dealing with our emotions as an entrepreneur?
1: I think one of the things is understanding what the difference is between your intuition and what's your baggage, shall we say? What are your fears? What are your your worries or anxieties and once you can start to understand the differences between the two it allows you to make better decisions because you're acting from within your inner core rather than from your fears or from those places that actually make you not make good decisions so that to me that there's a fundamental difference between the two Mm -hmm. but it's also about trying to work out which is which and that can be the challenge for some people and it can take a lot of everyone has intuition it's a natural thing within within all of us but we often ignore it over our minds and it's taken me a number of years to actually really learn to recognize what that feeling was in my body and to listen to it and and Mm -hmm. to the point where now I only make business decisions based on my gut which is I call my intuition my gut instinct.
0: So can you give us some examples of times where you felt like you needed to rely on your intuition more than your mind to make decisions?
1: It's hard to talk about specifics, but it's more a case of when you're looking at something on paper and it looks fantastic. Or when you're talking to someone, a potential client or someone that's potentially going to give you some money and everything looks fantastic, but your whole body is resisting that, whatever that is, and you don't actually know why. And it's like, all you want to do is crawl back the other direction. It's like the that sensation you get if you go into a room and there's a dodgy man, you want to keep them at arm's length. It's that, that feeling. Mm. And so I will then say no to something purely based on that feeling that I get in my body. Because I've learned over the years, invariably, that when I haven't done it, when I was still learning, and also in my youth, when I was much younger, I was always really annoyed with myself because I had been right. I'd gone with my brain reaction rather than what my body was telling me.
0: So Mm -hmm. it's
1: it's where things on the surface look wonderful or I've been in uh, situations, I used to be a board member of an organisation and everybody on this board thought one person was fantastic and it was all wonderful and I was thinking "Hmm, something not right and I felt really uncomfortable and I started to have conversations with another board member saying... I think this person is dangerous. And they didn't really believe me. And they said, Oh, that's very strong words, Kath. And I said, I know. And then we had two years of the most awful, awful, awful traumas and difficult things with this person. And the other guy, he then came back to me a couple of years later and said, You were right. And I said, Yeah, I know. And Mm -hmm. it can be, there's a massive responsibility in having a good intuition because it also means you have to be, you can't be seen to just slagging off people. You have to, take it within yourself and listen to your own vibe, but actually allow other people to kind of make their own decisions. So Mm -hmm. it can be quite difficult.
0: This is such a good example, because I think this example is a great example when we actually are in tune with our intuition. Mm. And I can see two scenarios based on my personal experience, but also working with some entrepreneurs who struggle with their emotions and we'll talk about more about that i can see two directions here the first one is to actually never listen never listen to our body and to actually not even see the signals that Mm. our body or some other parts of our mind might have tried to to express yeah we might be tone-deaf sometimes i feel yeah to any body and just be excited, although maybe the body is not. And the second direction that I see happening is when we actually are very emotional. And that's not necessarily the intuition that's more sometimes coming from fear, lack of confidence, Mm. or sometimes procrastinations, trying to find excuses to not do something. I've been there. I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to kind of help people make that difference. Like, how do you find like there's such a big spectrum of listening to our emotions from actually being tone deaf to misinterpreting all the signals we might have. So how can you help us like navigate this and really be in tune?
1: I think one of the first things I would say is that our intuition and that sensation, that our inner knowing, whatever that is, that instinct comes in very, very quickly. When a scenario happens, it comes in incredibly quickly. And that's your kind of body soul whatever you the terms you want to use sensing something and then very very quickly our mind comes in and starts to tell us why something won't work why we shouldn't do it why no one would want us to do that why I need to protect myself or it it won't work and I'm I'm going to get hurt or or I'm going to lose money or what that's the brain that's the brain kicking in and so we start to beat ourselves up about situation and we don't do anything but actually if we switch off that or like sometimes we can give that voice in our heads a name and call her mary or something and, and you can actually just say not today mary I've, I've got this and it takes the emotion out of it and it brings you back to that initial intuition sensation that you get what i've learned over the years the there's a woman out there called um, mel robbins who talks about the five second rule mm. and you get that mm-hmm. that intuition hit and you act on it within five seconds before your brain kicks in and starts to tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do something. And that it's purely self-protection, your brain. So your body is feeling something and sensing something. And the dominance of your brain then makes you walk away from what actually your body has been telling you. Mm -hmm. And, and our body talks to us all the time. Like you walk down the street um, and you might walk past a homeless person and your body will react in some way. You might, whether it's good or bad, You know when your body's talking to you. You know that discomfort that you feel or if you feel guilty about something or you see a woman walking down the street and you judge her for what what she's wearing. Like all this stuff's going on inside us all the time. And I think for me, it's about just listening to what it's saying. It doesn't always have to be nice. The difficult stuff is also incredibly powerful and the difficult is also our greatest teacher. So Mm -hmm. if you walk past... um, homeless person and you have an attitude of um this is not my attitude by the way but if you have an attitude of oh they should be not drinking they should be doing this they should be doing that whatever it's worth actually just stopping yourself in that moment and thinking why do i think that where does that come Mm -hmm. from what what are my values why why am i making those conclusions and every single time i can guarantee it's nothing to do with the person on the street but it's to do with you mm-hmm. and your insecurities and your fears and what you've been taught as a child or as an adult, your experiences. So all of this always comes back to ourself. And once we understand how our body reacts, we're then able to start to understand the differences between intuition, emotions, fears, all those kind of things.
0: Yeah. And you actually prepared for us a really good resource, a great guide to help assess those emotions. So Nomad Nation, we're going to go through this a little bit with Kath, but if you want to look at it, go to tandemnomads.com slash 218. You'll be able to download this great guide that Kath has designed, especially for you to be able to assess the emotions and figure out whether it comes from a place or intuition or fear or other things. So can you take us through that process a little bit?
1: Yeah, there's essentially three steps in when, when an event or a scenario happens and you get a sensation, the first thing is to actually notice that sensation. So notice where it is in your body. Is it in a particular space, and is it always in that place? So if you if you make notes, then you can you can come back to this this document to start to see the patterns. So firstly, it's notice what's going on in your body. Scan your body uh, mentally and actually. Understand where this is happening. Think about what your thoughts were just before you actually felt this. Do your thoughts contribute in some way to what you've just felt? Has the sensation changed over time or is it always in the same location? Does it always feel the same way? Did it trigger any thoughts? So it's all this noticing what's going on. And then you go into the processing part of it and it's about giving it a, a description, like what does it physically look like? What's its color? What's texture? Is it starting to give it a, a form just to help your brain kind of understand what, what's going on and looking at if if it's comfortable or if it's uncomfortable? Now, if it's comfortable, it's more likely to be intuition than fear fears and things are usually uncomfortable intuition is often quite calm it's quite neutral you might be a bit um distracted by it but you're not it doesn't take you down that emotional road that uh a fear does fears are very emotional where the intuition won't be
0: actually if i I Mm. may interrupt you here because i think your example might be a good illustration of that when you were talking of this woman who you used the word that is dangerous Mm. that could have triggered fear
1: Did actually, did you feel calm when you thought that? (laughs) Mm, I did incredibly calm because Mm. I just knew, like I can't, this is what the problem is with intuition if you're working with other people is that you have no proof of it. I just knew deep down and I'd been having visions, all this weird stuff had been going on and I had reflected and really investigated myself about whether it was just that I didn't like this woman or was there something that she'd done, was this about me? And I could not get rid of this, this feeling. And um, it, it I I don't know, it just was such a strong thing. And I thought I have to say mm-hmm. something. And I also relied on the fact that people knew that I was very calm and sensible. I wasn't someone that did extreme things like out of the blue. And, and so when this guy said to me, uh, that's a very, very big words, he said, and I said, yes, I know. But you know me and you know how I operate. And he said, okay, and he just nodded. And That was that. Mm -hmm. And I had to say something. It didn't change what everything that happened for us, but it meant that I went in with much wider open eyes. Interesting. So, would you like to continue the process before I ask you one other question that I have about what? Sorry for interrupting. So, so we have noticing first, noticing what's happening in your body. You can see in the freebie all the the kind of questions. Then we have the processing element of it. And then we have the conclusions. And the conclusions are. I've put in the the document, like, what are the, the top three things that you actually have taken from this? What are the things that have stood out to you or surprised you because you've felt something, but actually your brain has done something different this time? So it's about recording, making the conclusions, and then actually just sitting in that space very, very calmly, very quietly, eyes closed, taking a deep breath, and just allowing the emotions and allowing the sensations to come in and just seeing if you think of it differently once you've gone through that process of noticing, processing, and then forming some conclusions. A lot of it will become very much second nature. I used to have to be kind of in a quiet room with my eyes closed and really like in the moment. Now I just, I don't, I can just close my eyes and I'm anywhere, or I can just, it's like I, I say I tap in, but I tap into my my gut and I just know something. I just know it.
0: When I listened to you, one of my thoughts that came was to be able to to get to the point where you actually can really listen to that intuition I feel like you we need to develop a strong sense of self-trust. And I feel like there's a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs who are just starting out in their journey, who might be filled with doubts because they're just starting out. And even those who are down the road more experienced are filled with doubts. Mm. So how would you recommend to develop that confidence and trust so that we could not only listen to our intuition, but also trust it?
1: I think a really good way is using a journal is actually documenting how you're feeling, what's going on. So you start to see the patterns and start to trust. You can start to connect things over a long period of time of your intuition developing. Another way is also if you get that sensation is to just act on it, like switch your brain off. What If it, just act on it and see what happens, see what comes as a result of that. And the other thing I would say is it's about looking your inner knowing. We all know within ourselves that calm space within us what that actually feels like when we know we're making the right decision it's like moral things that you make a moral judgment about something or you you act morally it's like that feeling that you get when actually you've been invited to a party and you really want to go but you've already said that you're going to visit your grandmother or you're going to visit the elderly neighbor and you go and visit the neighbor because it's the right thing to do and you feel good off that. The other thing is your emotions, your gut and your instinct and who you are and how you live your life is that you still go to the old lady and you honor what you said you would do. So it's, it's like your ethics, it's your values, it's that kind of stuff. And it's, it's quite hard to explain really, because it's, it's kind of nothing and it's everything at the same time. But I've started to just make notes. So if something happened, I used to have times where I would have a sensation, like something was going to happen, or I would, Think, oh, that's interesting. That I've just noticed that. And then later on, something would happen that was exactly what I'd just seen. And I thought, oh, or well, maybe that was just a coincidence. And then I started to actually take notes and look back at dates. And I, I would just know I mean, I knew someone was going to have a car accident. I just knew. And I told my wife, because it's very easy after the effect to say, oh, yes, I knew that was going to happen. And then a couple of days later, he did. And it was exactly as I had seen it. So that's the kind of upper level of having the next level. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the next level. But I started where everyone else started. And it's about listening, listening to your body. What does it tell you? If you make a decision and your body feels uncomfortable, it's not in alignment. You're not in alignment with your values, with the things that you want to achieve and how you want to manifest things. And if you continue to make decisions based off just your brain, then you're not necessarily going to manifest the right things either. Mm -hmm. does that that answer it
0: yeah i think it answers i love the the biggest answer for me is to be aware of it Mm. to be aware of your insecurities i think that's the first step and then putting those thoughts and those beliefs and those emotions on paper is the best way to start to kind of filter where it comes from somehow yeah and i think there's a lot of work to do in self-confidence but also as you know, like sometimes we have traumas from the past that are influencing how we are doing business. Yeah. For example, something that I rarely talk about, I know that I've been bullied in my youth and that has actually been affected the way for many years I have been connecting with people, Mm. always from a place of fear, of waiting very long before I could trust people and etc. So this is something that's the next level as well, like knowing our history, knowing our past, knowing ourselves, how we react to things, and how does that influence our decision-making process yeah, absolutely. Uh, through, through this journey?
1: Yeah, 100%. Just to add, I was bullied at school and I know growing into adulthood, I had a massive fear of being judged. And running a business and putting yourself on social media is a very quick way to have to, to, to deal with that. And I realized that actually my my dream of what I wanted to achieve, I'd get all excited and I think, oh, I could do this. And then it would be, oh, but, 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 but. And then I would think, no, how dare that person still have that influence over me? I'm going to do this and I'm going to push myself and work, work through this because actually it's what I want to achieve, not what they've done to me. Is is so it's yeah. it's there's a stubbornness that's coming for me with it as well.
0: Yeah. I, I think when we deal with trauma, it's really important. If it's really serious to get professional help, obviously, but is there anything for like traumas that are a bit more on the surface, if we think they are, what are the things you could recommend? Because that's one of the things you work with your clients to do, to be able to, to move forward in our journey without letting that lead the way we do business.
1: Yeah, A lot of the time it's, I mean, I'm quite happy to tell people that myself, I've seen a counselor in the past and that was particularly effective at getting everything I was processing out of my head just so I wasn't ruminating all the time and actually getting it out because the longer it stays in your head, the more it just goes round and round and round and it it, it doesn't actually ever get solved. So talking to a counselor can really help. In terms of helping your yourself, one of the, the things I really liked doing was journaling and actually just write like a stream of consciousness and writing anything and everything that came into my physical like my into myself but also my my brain what my thoughts were and a lot of the time it was just complete garble but there's a point where it you just suddenly hit a point where you know you're on exactly what your issue is and just being able to Mm. verbalize it on the page is incredibly powerful because when it's still in our heads it never forms any particular words or structures you just It's like a few phrases just keep going over and then that gives you an anxiety and and difficulty. If you can actually put it on a page, you've physically got to put words to it. You've actually got to name it. And that Mm -hmm. allows you to actually clear it in your head. And it also allows you in the future to look back at what you've written and to see how far you've come when you have coming out the other side of of processing something.
0: And that's where your guide comes very handy. So nomination again, if you want to use some guidance to be able to process that, the guide that Kath designed for you is on tandemnomads.com slash 280. So we talked a lot about intuition as a way to avoid things, I feel. (laughs) But there's another word you use, which is manifest. So I'd love to go into more, like how can we use our intuition to manifest what we want in our business? Any insights you have on that?
1: Yes, I would just go back to talking about energy and us being energy beings in that Mm -hmm. the same energy that makes you stay away from the dodgy man is the same energy that we put out to the universe to manifest so if we're focusing on our our fears and our worries that's what we're putting out to the universe we're not putting out we're not open to what we want so if we actually i mean i just it like i can be in the shower and i'll just say i would really love for this to happen i mean it doesn't matter where you are and it's it's about physically saying it and really setting an intention. You can write it down and keep it. I have a window cell here and I have like a little altar and I have a window um, kind of display of things. I have a notice board where I can put stuff up and say, this is what I want this year. And it's about repeating it to yourself on a regular basis. So I have a whiteboard that has my whole year displayed. But it, one of the reasons, apart from keeping it in order in my head, is actually. Every time I read those things that are there, they're the things I want to achieve. So every time I read it, I'm putting out a manifestation of that's what I have to do this month, or this is what I want to achieve. And things come off that. It's astonishing. It's why people pray that it's it's energy. It's we're just these energetic beings in a, a world that actually we all bump up. It was a bit like bumper cars at, at the fairground. We were just kind of our energies bumping up against each other, and, and in the same way that. I can feel someone else's like the dodgy man, someone else can feel mine. And we we have this exchange, but we can't see it. So we don't often have words for no. it, but we sense it. It's a foot-
0: I love that. And for those of you in imagination who are maybe more into the pragmatic type of person where we start here talking about spirituality, it might feel a bit, okay, where they're going. I just want to keep this. We don't have to go deep into spirituality. But one thing you said that for me is very logical is when you talk about human being being energy, Mm -hmm. right? And this is metaphysics. This is proven. Actually, I will put a book in the Shonas of the episode, that was one of the most powerful books for me to actually start believing mm. in the importance of manifesting and the importance of watching our energy when we do business, mm. watching our energy when we interact with other people, when we make decisions, and when we sell as well. The the energy is everything. Mm. And also money is energy. Absolutely. So doing business, it's about being able to manage that energy and intuition is also related to that as well as our emotions so I just wanted to bring that up absolutely just because I can see if we're not spiritual that can feel already a little bit too far-fetched yeah, absolutely
1: <laughs> for, and I probably yeah. need to preface and let help people understand that that's why my business is called proper shit free spiritual guidance because when I met my wife I said I'm not spiritual at all. I hated anything to do with spiritual to me my spirituality and i'm using air quotes is energy it's laws of nature it's quantum physics it's energy that's all it is and and science has proven that when we separate energy and send it away it actually is still connected so it's it's that molecular it's even smaller than molecular it's like that tiny tiny level of what makes up the universe cosmic stuff that's all i'm dealing with yeah I love that. So
0: I will, I don't know if you know Joe Dispenser, Mm. I'm sure you do. Uh, He's one of the first Authors that are read around this topic, and who for me was really resonating because I needed more pragmatism (laughs) behind that. And I feel like uh, one of the books I could recommend is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. So, Nomad Nation, I'll add it to the resources I'm going to put in the show notes of this episode. So, we talked about a lot of things. Is there one thing that you feel we left out of this conversation to help people be in tune with their intuition and also be aware of their emotions in in the way? They lead their business and their decisions in business.
1: Looking at the way the world is at the moment and the way that people's lives are, people don't get a lot of time on their own. They're dealing with children, they're dealing with staff, they're like, world's just busy. They're on social media, whatever. One of the things I think that would really help people is even if it's five minutes is just to sit on your own somewhere with no distractions, no external distractions, no people, no nothing. Just sit there and tune in to yourself. Just sit and breathe. And you start to then feel your own body because everything to do with intuition comes from within it's all about how we we process the world around us. It's all our life's experiences are individual, but we're all reacting to an external thing from how our own makeup is and what we think and feel inside. So if we don't know what that is because we've never sat with ourselves, we don't have any hope of developing intuition. We have to sit with ourselves okay. and start to understand who we are and what just what it's like to be us. And I think a lot of people don't like to do that because it can become quite uncomfortable and so we don't do it but the more we don't do it the more discomfort grows because we never access that and actually the more we access the difficult stuff the less it has a hold over us and so our intuit there's more space for our intuition to come in because we're not in a fear-based state
0: love it i love that so much such a great way to finish this episode Thank you so much Kath. This was so so insightful. Before we say goodbye, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you actually work with your clients and also what's happening in your world.
1: Mostly I work locally with people who actually come to my premises and I work one-to-one with people, but I can also work remotely with people. I do a lot of stuff online. It's much more limited in what I can do, but I can often guide people and give them things that they can follow themselves. And I work all over the world really. So I don't actually advertise with the way of all of this and how it works. The people that need help find me will often find myself in situations where I just know that this is one of those situations and I need to help someone. And I have people that I would do things for like one day. I have people over COVID in the UK. We were allowed to have a visitor in our house. And so I had someone come for about eight months, uh, once a week for eight months. And for me to see the transition of them from, how I've, they first arrived to when they leave is just amazing. Completely transformation of their, their life and allowing themselves to exist, essentially. So
0: That's so beautiful. I love it. I love to hear your passion through that. And the magic that you make happen in every way possible through all your skills is just amazing to watch. So thank you so much, Kath, for bringing your wisdom with us. Thank it's you. been really, really great. And so I'm to... Find more information about CAF and all the resources we've prepared for you. Go to tandemnomads.com slash 280 and feel free to reach out. If you have any questions, you'll find all the information there. Nomad Nation, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.